Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, estate planning attorney, investor, and pregnant mama-to-be, Pam Moss. All right. So today's guest is April Fryer. She is the owner of Mother Nurture Birth Services. She is a doula, a childbirth educator, and a lactation counselor. April, thank you so much for joining me today. Pamela, thank you so much for having me. I just love the opportunity to to chat with other mamas about stuff. So thank you. Thank you. So I would love to start with having you talk a little bit about your background and what led you to become a birth worker. Well, I'm going to blame my daughter and I'll blame her with tongue in cheek and like a lot of love. But um, my usual story when I tell this is that nobody in the world, well, with the exception of maybe my children, was up even knowing what birth workers do, right? And so I had no idea coming into things um, what a doula was or that that was a possibility for my life. I went to a private um, liberal arts school in Iowa. I thought I was going to be a teacher and um, married my high school sweetheart shortly after graduation. And we found out, you know, a year into our marriage, we were going to be parents and we knew we wanted to be parents. We thought we were going to be adults first. Right. So um, life threw a few curveballs in my direction and um, we had a whole different kind of education. So my birth with my first was not what I had been. It was just completely different than what in my head I had built it up to be from the limited education I had. And after I was um, trying to figure out how never to do it exactly like that again, someone mentioned to me having a doula and I'd never heard the word, didn't know what it was. Um, but I started my doula training when my daughter was about six months old and started attending births right after that. So she kind of inadvertently launched me into to birth work just by her presence and being, I guess. That's, um, that's, I would say like what I was going to say, that's wonderful. It's wonderful that where you've gotten, I know it sounds like, um, and that history, you know, knowing that it came from such a great place of wanting to help others not have to go through, it sounds like what you went through. Um, so that's beautiful. Absolutely. Because that's what it was. I mean, I, um, our culture really, I think, doesn't do very well, actually, in preparing moms. You know, when we used to live in closer societies, when we had extended families real close by, women would grow up knowing a little bit more about what to expect from pregnancy and birth. And I like to say I was really, really book smart, but street stupid. So, you know, I read all the books and I took the classes and I thought I knew what was going on. And then when you live a life experience, um, there are so many things that you just actually can't prepare for. And having someone, you know, like I said, when I first heard the word, I didn't know what a doula was. I remember asking the woman, is it, is it like an epidural? Because I didn't have one of those either. But if you're saying it would make it better, maybe next time. And she was like, no, it's a person. It's a person who knows what they're doing and knows how this works and supports you. Um, and that made so much sense because that was just something that was really lacking in my experience. My husband is fabulous. He did all the things he was supposed to do, but he had never done this either. <laughs> so he didn't have, you know, any idea how to truly support in that way. So um, being able to do that and being able to be present for the prenatal period, as well as the birthing experiences with families so that they have that advocate and that support has been, I mean, I'm going to be totally honest and selfish and say healing for me in my own process to figure out what I would have done differently. And so just really rewarding to know that, um, other people not having the same struggles. So that's, yep, I like it. Um, so for those, for those people who are listening who maybe don't know what a doula is, 
what yeah, let's educate them right that's fabulous <laughs> so so you don't have to ask somebody if it's like an epidural because then they look at you funny um a doula is a non-medical labor support person so i like to make sure that we're really clear about that it's a wife it does um, a doula does not help you birth your baby in terms of the physical sense but a there as an educator and as a support person physically mentally spiritually emotionally um, we advocate for our families we don't make decisions for them but we hold the space for them we make sure they understand all of the different things that are happening so that they can truly give informed consent to any of it and we um, are trained and educated in what natural birthing looks like normal natural physiological birth um, also very much so in, in today's day and age what the medical aspects of birthing looks like so that we can just help families navigate whatever they're choices or circumstances are, um, just understanding what that is, because for so many of us, you have no experience with it until you're there yourself. And, you know, labor is a lousy time to learn. So. Um, so I got in touch with you. I know you because I'm currently a student in one of your hypnobirthing classes. And it's been a really, really great experience. We're um, almost done with that class. I, I've really loved it. Um, and I've been kind of singing your praises to everyone I know, and pretty much nobody I know knows what hypnobirthing is. <laughs> so I'd love to kind of start out having you kind of describe um, what hypnobirthing is and why you kind of decided to add that to your doula practice. Yeah, absolutely. So the topic remark with birth workers who stay in it more than a couple of years is that pretty soon you end up with like a double-sided business card because you just start picking up new trainings and new certifications and you find out about something else cool and you, you move right on. Um, so I had been doing doula work for about four or five years when I had a family come to me who had read Marie Mongan's book on hypnobirthing and said, oh my we love this. Would you do this with us for our birth? And I thought, you know, it's your birth. I'll do anything under the sun you want to do. Let's look. And it just instinctively made so much sense to me. Um, the method, the philosophy, the idea that birth is normal and natural and healthy and a life experience um, was what I was already doing with so many of my clients. This woman was just brilliant enough to put it to words, you know, so I could read the book and give a method. And so I became an educator in 2008 and started teaching parent classes. And in pretty darn short order, um, a number of my doula clients were taking my classes. And as I attended more and more hypnobirthings, I really just absolutely am fixated on the method myself in terms of doula work because it's, it was so much easier on families. Um, births tended to be shorter for mamas. They had happier outcomes. They were more pleased with their outcomes. They were more relaxed overall. Babies were doing better. I was seeing fewer um, poor outcomes for babies immediately post-birth. The partners were not freaked out by it. They felt really supported and like they had a role in it. And so I sort of found my niche. It, it made a lot of sense to me and that, you know, like I said, started a whole nother downhill, uh, you know, roller coaster ride of what else can I learn about hypnosis? Um, and, and I started just picking up various um, different trainings and skills in that realm because it, it was it's where I found it. So what for people who don't who've never come across the word hypnobirthing, what's kind of the one sentence answer of what is hypnobirthing? You're very because you've known me long enough now to know I don't do one sentence answers. So <laughs> good luck. You already told me I had more than one sentence in this time frame, but that was a nice try. Um, hypnobirthing, if I'm going to try to make it shorter of an answer, it, it is a childbirth education program. It's a five-week program, but it's taught from a, um, a crucial philosophy that birth is a normal, natural, healthy life experience for healthy mamas and their healthy babies. 
um, in a nutshell. So what we look at with that is that we medicalize birth in our society so much that women forget that they have the innate ability to do this. We were sort of literally created physiologically to do this birthing thing. And your body knows what it's doing if your brain can get out of the way. So what we teach in hypnobirthing is the entire process, physiologically how it works, um, so that you understand sort of the science and, and the anatomy behind it. And then we teach how your, your body work together so that we give parents techniques and skills to really allow their brains to take a back seat so their bodies can do the work they're to, to enhance what's already happening, happening naturally and to remove the fear. So much of what women um, have struggled with in birthing is that it's scary. It's one of these giant unknowns. And we've heard all the horrors about how it's excruciatingly painful. And sometimes you're lucky just to make it through. And how long do you, can you possibly suffer? And, and to really reframe that entire experience and to make it one of joyful anticipation and, you know, just getting so excited about the fact that your body is going to do this most amazing thing and you get to bring a brand new human. And as soon as we start to reframe that, man, everything about pregnancy and birthing shifts. So that's, that's in a nutshell, what it does. It kind of goes through and, you know, you could probably speak better to that in terms of what you like about it and what really works from your end. Yeah. So when you started working with your doula clients and in kind of incorporating hypnobirthing um, into your practice, what did you see kind of a differences in how your families kind of went through the birthing process, what they experienced? Could you share kind of some of that? Absolutely. And like I said, I'm going to be completely honest and say, I'm just like every other human who is inherently lazy. What I saw immediately and why I started totally embracing it is that I worked less physically hard as a doula with the families who prepared for hypnobirthing. Mostly because when, again, when we anticipate that our bodies are gonna be doing a lot of important stuff um, and it's not something that we have to anticipate with anxiety, we just kind of go with it. You, you allow that process to happen. So what I mean by that is in, in more traditional births, people were calling me very early in the labor process. Come over, support us. We wanna make sure we're doing it right. Hypnobirthing families learn that they're, first of all, there's really no right. They're just, it's a whole variation of normal. You know, you've heard me tell a lot of people that I don't speak in absolute issues because as soon as I tell you something absolute, your baby makes me a liar. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that they would go in and they would, they would get to experience a lot of their early labors just on their own is just part of their, they, they weren't worried about it. It was something they do. Um, you know, they would check in with me as a doula, maybe verbally or on the phone just to make sure, okay, this is kind of what's going on. What do you think? And that was enough for them. And so that was really empowering. It was a, a change for me as a doula. Whereas when I first went in thinking, I show them how to do these things correctly. I have to, I have my bag of tricks. I have to show them to realizing it's really not about showing them how to do things correctly. It's about reminding them that they are and helping them find that power within themselves. That was awesome. Um, and like I said, anecdotally, I've seen that birthing processes be less time as a general rule for, for hypnobirthing families that I've seen, because I think, again, they're not fighting their bodies. They're letting their bodies kind of go about the work at the time that mama says, wow, this stuff is real. We're about to have a baby. Usually they're really about to have a baby. I've gotten much quicker at running when mom says that to me at the end. I know that I don't have time to kind of get a coffee and get myself ready. It means like, no, get my stuff in the car and get somewhere else. Um, but it's, I, I really appreciate that aspect as well. Just knowing that when parents have a different mindset going in, it's so empowering and they're able to do so much of that process more on their own and allow just be a support and the director. I love that. 
And um, hypnobirthing is based on self-hypnosis. And, you know, a lot of people, when they hear that word, maybe think of, you know, that stage act where someone's like clucking like a chicken or something like that. Um, So how do you kind of um, explain hypnosis to folks that maybe have no experience with it or only have seen it in kind of the, the wacky performance way? Well, again, you know me now. I'm wacky and performance oriented. Um, I use a lot of humor and tongue and cheekness. And my my ongoing joke, you know, I'm not going to make you quack unless you really irritate me. So pay attention in class and we'll have no problems. Um, but absolutely, that's what most people think of it. That's the hardest thing to get your mind around is the idea of this hypno. What does it mean? I don't want to be in a trance. I don't want to be doing something I wouldn't normally do. And what most people don't realize is hypnosis is just a normal um, action within our bodies. It's just a normal state, kind of between awake and asleep. And so if you've ever gone somewhere where you've driven someplace and you knew what your end destination was, but you can't actually articulate what cars you passed or how many red lights there were, that's hypnosis. Your brain focuses on one thing and lets the rest of it go blurry. Um, I like to tell people too, if you're a reader, caught reading a book and you lose track of time because you're so absorbed in the story, that's a form of hypnosis. If you are into prayer or meditation where you just find that quiet space and, and kind of let your imagination, that's hypnosis. So, so much of what we do normally is already hypnosis, but we don't call it that. It's just uh, described once by an educator, which I really loved, where she said, you know, there are all these different words for it. And it's sort of like same church, different pew, right? Like there are different ways of looking at it. People say, no, I don't want to do that, but I'll meditate. I'm like, awesome. Have a seat. Well, no, I don't want to do any of that stuff, but I, I love to watch movies. Perfect. Have a seat, right? Because it's all the same sort of thing. So teaching parents the skills actively achieve that on your own. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So when we see the funny stage people, um, it only works because the the folks coming up on stage are willing to play that game. If ever you weren't, and I tell this to people in my class all the time, if ever you come into a class and you're like, yeah, I just, I'm not feeling it tonight. That's fine with me. Have a nice relaxing time and just close your eyes and listen to me talk a little bit. That's totally fine. Um, But most people are like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing because it truly is a restorative process. It helps us the way our body systems are working, helps us release more endorphins, which are those feel good hormones. And um, it's, it's very restorative and relaxing. It's kind of a nifty little side effect. Um, Yeah, that's, I think that's a good kind of description. And I know for me, I felt very comfortable with hypnosis because it's something I've done for a long time, self-hypnosis for getting to sleep and kind of relaxing at the end of the night, I've put, I'll put on tapes. So um, I was really excited when I discovered hypnobirthing because I was like, oh, I'm already familiar with this concept. Um, but one of the things that has surprised me is how few people know about hypnobirthing, um, but it's very widely accepted. It's very widely accepted. It's been used for many years. Can you kind of describe that? Like how large this community, how long large this, how long this training has been going on, how many births there's been. This is not, this is not brand new stuff, right? No, it's not a little bit of brand new stuff. No, hypnobirthing um, was created by Marie Mongan. She's our founder in the late 1980s. And so, yeah, do your quick math. It's, it's been around already for f- geez, 40 years. I mean, we're 40 years into this gig already. And um, did I do my math right? I did. Okay. I'm like trying to do it on my fingers going, wow, that's a really long time. Um, But that's exactly what it is. So Marie was um, 
she was an educator as well. And she had experienced birthing as natural birthing. She loved it. And when she raised her kids in the late 80s, she went back to school to become a hypnotherapist. And when she was learning about hypnotherapy, she realized that so many practices to what she was doing when she had her own babies were just hypnosis. She didn't have a name for it. She didn't have a practice for it, but that's what it was. Shortly after that, after she sort of had this aha moment, her daughter got pregnant and she had heard positive things about her own and said, okay, how do I do that? I want to do whatever you did. So Marie literally cobbled together kind of an instructional program for her daughter and her grandson so that they could experience birthing in a more gentle, instinctive way. So hypnobirthing happened um, literally because one mom was trying to pass along that, that idea or that philosophy to her own daughter. And it was like wildfire. Her daughter shared the word with some friends. The friends loved it. They wanted to have an actual manual. Could you write this stuff down? And it started happening. Um, we now are an international organization. I am a faculty trainer for International. So um, in the time before COVID, I had the opportunity to travel around the United States conducting trainings for new educators. Now they're all online, which is allowing me a much broader base, I guess, but it's, it's real strange to, I miss the human interactions, but it's, it's also awesome. But we exist all over the world. We've translated our materials into a variety of languages um, because regardless of what you speak, you know, birth looks pretty much the same, that the female body functions all around the world in the same sorts of ways. So it, how many births? That's a great question. One I should probably know. Thousands. I mean, thousands. I know that in the, um, I've been doing this since, geez, how many years? Since 2008 that I've been an educator and I personally have attended hundreds. So, so when you look at it, it's just worldwide, it's, it's a huge phenomenon. Um, and kind of one of the things that you said a moment ago that you started kind of doing the hypnosis training, and then I was kind of looking at your bio and it sounds like you do, um, use hypnosis in other parts of your practice. So I think I saw hypno fertility. I saw hypno motherhood. Can you tell me a little bit about kind of what those are and how you use that with folks? Yeah, you bet. Cause what I found, like I said, once I started going down that route, it all just started making more sense. Um, so I do a hypno fertility class for couples who have fertility challenges. Um, it's a nice supplement to anything that you might be working with already with fertility specialists or other treatments to kind of almost dial it back a little bit and remember what just naturally and instinctively our body able to do to help with that conception process. So I teach some hypnofertility. Um, I have a hypnomothering course, which is just a one-time only course that talks about how to kind of embrace early postpartum and motherhood for a place of calm and intention as well. I think that we do a really good job getting you ready to have babies and then we hand you these humans and we say good luck enjoy it have a fabulous time and the moms are like well okay but who's going to take it back at what point do we get to change this so uh, it gives moms some really fast and furious techniques to just embrace with their daily stuff and then I did an advanced hypnosis training in 2014 Um, I was having a lot of parents come to class that had just really negative first birth experience were reporting um, essentially birth trauma from these previous experiences that they were able to recognize and and realize they didn't want with them anymore. Um, But it was bigger and deeper than what we could just cover in a group class. So rather than keep referring them out to other professionals, I I took the train that I can work one on with families who are seeking to just overcome some traumas or anxieties and prepare for um, a better birthing in that way. So yeah, a little bit of all of it. I find that pretty much anytime we slow it down and breathe and, and let our bodies and minds kind of quiet, almost everything else we do works better. So 
Um, I love that. And I love that you've kind of taken that and really expanded to give some of those other services that are so needed. And I know for me kind of going through your class so far, I mean, I'm uh, seven months pregnant, so I have a little bit of time (laughs) Um, that it was really helpful for me um, because I had so much anxiety about what my first birth was going to be like. And just being able to have this space every week to be able to learn the tools to really reconnect and look at birthing from a different perspective instead of looking at it as something that's kind of Hollywood scary or how it's really been perceived how I really learned about it, um, really to take this different approach and feel like I have the confidence to kind of go into it and also have the tools. So it has helped just from the prenatal standpoint so much and in my daily life and, uh, feeling excited and happy. And before I got in the class, I was just like, ah, so like nervous about it. So, um, so I'm so grateful that I found you and that I'm in the class. It's been so, so helpful for me. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that feedback. And that's the point. You know, I've had people ask me over the years, do you do a condensed course? You know, five weeks. Oh my gosh, that's so much time. And I always want to say, how long did you think your kid was going to be? Right? Like they're a forever gig. And you think that 15 hours now, that's like one day. You can't even get through 15 hours. But really, um, I think, again, society teaches us we're such fast-paced people. We have so many things and we strive to be so productive and to give um, parents opportunity to start carving out time intentionally for quiet, for reflection, for meditation, for, for learning, for starting to change the way we act. Um, I tell people when you have this relaxation practice, that's a gift. I mean, what a gift that I am saying, you now must carve out 20 minutes to simply sit and breathe, right? Because until we give ourselves permission to do that, who does that anymore? It's like, I don't have 20 minutes. I'm so busy. So teaching parents to start to kind of slow it down and and change their focus and their intention um, prenatally just helps to ease that transition into parenthood because babies are lousy at schedules. They, they really don't care what you thought you were going to get done with your day. They have a whole different worldview on how that works. And so as parents start to um, understand just what that change looks like, I think that the postpartum is a much easier transition as well. Um, one of the things that you um, have taught in the class or one of the things you've gone over is really kind of having that exposure to positive birthing stories and and we start and end most classes with watching these videos of births that are very um, different than what you see on television. They're very calming. They're very intuitive. You can tell that um, there's a lot of peace and relaxation. It's, it's not a screaming, excruciating <laughs> picture. And so um, that has been helpful for me to watch each time. And I think the first time I watched it, I was like, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and the more you watch it, the more um, comfortable you get. Um, and then one of the other pieces that you've mentioned is, you know, um, don't, um, you know, don't be afraid to tell people when they start sharing, when they start launching into their like traumatic birth stories to say, you know, please, please don't <laughs> tell me, or I forgot how you, how you um, brought that up. But Um, one of the, I was on a call earlier this week and someone kind of launched into their horrific birth story. And I was like, you know, I'm in this hypnobirthing class right now. (laughs) um, April said, you can't talk to me. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I just, 
just said, like, I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm really trying to focus right now on, on something else. And it, it was actually like a very, um, I, I thought it was going to be awkward, but it was actually a really good conversation from, from both of our perspectives. I could see that she felt like a little bit um, of like interest in hypnobirthing and what that is and could understand kind of where I'm coming from. Um, but there, there, could you talk a little bit more on this idea of like how, um, how that kind of narrative is in our, in our consciousness of this and how there is a choice that you can make and that you can surround yourself with other, other narratives that may be more. Supportive. It's so important, right? It's so important. Our attitudes affect so much of what our life experiences are. And so knowing how the subconscious works, your subconscious brain, we don't pay much attention thinking about it. It's just kind of there, but it's like a sponge and it absorbs and the subconscious brain works mostly in terms of imagery. So it thinks in pictures. So we're not even aware so much that what we're seeing, what we're reading, what we're hearing, those emotions that we're drawing in, even if we don't think they affect us like on a cognitive level, they are they're taking root and they impact the way then we approach other things. So one of the things we give, um, I like to give all of my couples, I have buttons from the Hypnobirthing Institute that say happy birth stories only please baby is listening. Because really, truly, like what you in our culture, we have a lot of um, credit given towards the scary stuff. It's like, I, I like to, I'm not joking though. I say tongue in cheek, but I'm not. Baby showers are kind of like hazels. Like you go so you can get all the good loot. But everybody there has got a story about how crazy their birth was. And then once it starts, you almost want to sort of one up the person next to you and be like, oh, you were only in labor for 50 hours. Oh, my gosh, girl, I was 65, 65 and three blood transfusions. Just keep going. And you're like, what, where are you? What are you doing? How is this happening? So really teaching parents from the very beginning, it's something we do in class one, you get to choose. Everything in life is a choice and you get to choose what you surround yourself with, right? And that can be not only in terms of we're making good choices about eating for the baby and we're hopefully, you know, cutting out any sort of drugs or alcohol or other substances in the body. And we're taking good care of ourselves physically, but how do we do that mentally? And how do we make sure not only are we not surrounding ourselves by that negativity, that expectation that something might go really badly, but then what to put in its place. And so you have to seek it out. It's sort of hard to find those happy birth stories. I tell people it's because happy birth stories, they're really boring. I mean, when you just get to watch a family quietly working together and then the baby is just there and there's no drama, nobody had to save anything, they make for really lousy media, but they make for incredibly healthy humans, you know? So understanding that they're out there, you have to seek for them, knowing that you should um, solicit those stories from other women you know, ask them to tell you the happy things. I say the same thing about parenting, feeding, all of it. Find the people, draw the energy to you, that you want to emulate. So if you're expecting a happy, calm, peaceful birthing or anticipating that or wanting that, find those people who already believe it's possible and invite them to your circle. And it's amazing. As soon as you do that, as soon as you change your intention and what you're looking for, exactly how quickly they come. Yeah, I love that. And I was just thinking that I wish I had the pin for my shower that's coming up. <laughs> When's your shower? I'll send you one. I'll get it to yeah, you. Yeah, September. Oh, August 2nd. August 2nd is my shower. But yeah, we're doing darling, it. it's in the mail today. Don't worry about it. You got one. Wear it. Um, so for um, people right now who are going through COVID, I, I know COVID people listening will be going through COVID for, for a while, right? And 
Um, do you have any advice for pregnant mamas right now who are kind of trying to kind of balance those birth decisions in kind of the new COVID world? Is there, are you having conversations with those types of mamas about kind of what to do and, and how to get that support? All the time. And that the, the only thing we know about all of that's all likely to change again, right? So it's again, another instance when I refuse absolute it has to be an ish um the clients i'm working with currently say okay well when will you be able to join me in labor and i said well today my that question would be xyz right we just don't know but the thing i think that i keep reiterating to parents is always and all the time i've been births i know for a certainty that two people are showing up to that event mom and baby right the world can go crazy it could be possible partner won't be there, that the doula doesn't make it, that the doctor or midwife isn't there, mom and baby will be. So as long as we go back to focusing on what moms and babies can do to prepare themselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of that stuff, and know instinctively that they've got it, you're going to be okay. Um, women have been having babies in all sorts of crazy circumstances throughout time, and we still tend to go on as a species. So it's possible. I would say to moms, more than ever, it is so important that we are finding time for this positive mindset and relaxation because so much of our world right now seems absolutely just filled with anxiety and fear. There's so much of that. And our babies are listening. They're paying attention. They know when mom is super anxious or stressed. And not that I want to ever blame a mom and say, you've already messed things up for your kiddo. But as soon as you recognize that that's happening within your own scope of practice, think about what, what their experience is as well. And immediately, one of your parenting choices then is to start making changes to that, to start making it better for our kids. So learning how to reassure our babies, born or unborn, that it's okay. That this world is still an okay place, that you are well-loved, that it's going to be just fine. Finding those support groups. Um, like I said, I will be teaching online for the rest of 2020 until the health guidelines show us that it is a safer place for us to start congregating in large groups again. This has allowed me an opportunity to reach parents. I'm up in Greeley in northern Colorado, so um, it's allowed me to reach a, a base that's quite different. I mean, people that are further away, which I, I truly do take as a blessing. And teaching parents wherever I can just what it means to, you know, to focus in, to focus in, to slow it down, take a couple deep breaths. Remember that this is still just life and life looks different every day, but it's still life and these babies and, and let's make that the best possible experience for everyone involved. I love that. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, April. And before we sign off, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Well, if you go to my website, my website is nurturethemom.com. It's Mother Nurture Birth Services, so just nurturethemom.com. I have a listing of my upcoming classes on there, the hypnobirthing as well as hypnomothering dates. Um, it has all of my other contact info. If you just liked something you heard and want more information, uh, I have a ridiculously large number of hours that I'm not scheduled to travel anywhere these days. So feel free to shoot me an email, give me a call. I would welcome the opportunity to talk to you further. All right. Thank you so much, April. Thanks. Hey, Mama. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, www.findpam.com for all the show notes and links. And you will also get access to my free legal tool to name legal guardians. It's all right there at findpam.com.